Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Customs Law. I'm your host, Jack. Today we're going to be answering, not a question, but talking about SIM cards. So I guess the question is, how do you access your phone? How do you still use your phone while you're abroad? So when you travel abroad, you do have a couple of options of how you can still use your phone while you're out of the country. The first option is you don't use your phone abroad. So you could just rely on free Wi-Fi spots around the city. And this is actually the cheapest option because it costs no money. You just show up and then stop using your phone. However, it's not possible in every country. The longest I was able to do that was about six months. And that was only because I was in countries like Korea, Japan, and Taiwan that had a lot of free Wi-Fi spots all around the city. Also, this was possible because the apps that I would use to text people in those countries were things like Kakao or WhatsApp. Those apps just use Wi-Fi and data to text and call, so I would just not text or call anybody until I was on Wi-Fi again. Another thing that you might want to do while you're abroad is use your maps for navigating. So if you choose not to use your phone while you're abroad and just rely on Wi-Fi, one of the things that I did which I was a broke college student when I was doing this, is I would download my maps ahead of time, which this is actually just a good idea to still do, even if you're going to have a phone plan, is just keep your maps downloaded in case you lose service. So when I didn't have a phone plan while I was studying abroad in Korea, I would just look up the maps on Wi-Fi, just screenshot the map and the directions ahead of time so it was just a picture on my phone and then follow it which looking back is kind of extra but I was a broke student so if you are a broke student traveling that is what I did that's a little hack for you the places where you would be able to find free wi-fi hotspots are gonna be like starbucks mcdonald's um 7-eleven public libraries those are all good places to check out I do want to stress that if you do plan to do this, you should choose to do that in countries that are very safe and have easy to navigate public transport. I definitely could not do that if I was in a country where I needed to call a lot of Ubers. For example, South Africa, I was always calling Ubers and I could not use the public transportation because of safety. So yeah, something like that would not be possible to do in a country like that because it's just not safe. But yeah. That is option one. Option two, which I do this more often now because I am no longer a broke student, is a SIM card. So if you've never heard of a SIM card, it's actually a small chip that you can put into your phone and your phone most likely already has one in it. So that gives you a local number and it gives you access to a mobile plan from a local provider in the country. This is usually the first thing that travelers will do when they land in a country is get a SIM card. So you can find them directly at the airport. However, you should know that like anything at the airport, SIM cards are going to be very expensive there or the most expensive than they would be if you get it when you're in town in the city. So some places that you can find it is you really just need to Google like SIM cards near me. And then the results will usually be local like cell phone plan providers in that country. Some common providers that I've used before and have heard of are like Vodafone, Digi, and Orange. The affordability of a SIM card depends on what country you're in. So I have gotten SIM cards for like $8 USD that were unlimited data and texting and calling in places like Malaysia. But then I've also had to pay like $30 for a SIM card in France. That's still a lot more affordable than a US phone plan, but everything is relative. So 
just depends what country you're in. And the stores might have different deals as well. So don't be afraid to shop around when you get into the country. If you're struggling to find a store that sells SIM cards, I do recommend checking out the local malls because a lot of the times the stores are in there. And sometimes the country you're in actually sells them at the grocery store. I just had to buy a SIM card in Australia at the local Woolworths, which is just like a Walmart or local Trader Joe's or something. I just picked one off the wall and then activated it. There are some cards that last for three days or seven days or even up to a month. It just depends what you need. So if you're going to get a SIM card, it's important that your phone is unlocked. I don't know if any phones are still locked, but I know back in the day you had to call your provider to unlock your phone. I think this just means that your network is able to switch. Don't quote me on that. But I have an iPhone with Verizon, so most phones on Verizon, I believe, are already unlocked. But you can call and ask your provider before the trip. I do recommend that if you are not sure. The second thing to know is when you're going to pick up your SIM card, make sure that you bring your passport to the store because they will need your passport number to register it. Because when you get a SIM card, your ID is actually tied to that number. So I think there's legal reasons why they have to do this. So you need to bring your passport so there's an identification that they can associate with that phone number that you'll be taking. And then I also recommend bringing a small paper clip with you if you have it. If you're listening to this on Spotify, then you can see what I'm doing right now or you're watching this on YouTube. But if you have like a small paper clip that you can bring, the slot for your SIM card is actually gonna be on the side of your phone. You can see that this little slot here is where the SIM card is. You just stick your paper clip and push down like that. And then the compartment will open up and then you can pull it out and you'll have a tiny little SIM card from your provider like so. And then yeah, you'll swap out your new SIM card in place of this. Keep your original one safe because this is your US number and your US phone plan. So don't lose this. I usually tape it to the back of my phone or put it in a separate baggie with my passport. But yeah, so then you'll swap it out and then you just slot it back in and restart your phone. And then when your SIM card activates, which can take a couple minutes to an hour, just depending on the provider and the country, then you should be able to use it. I do recommend you restart your phone as well so that your phone is able to try reconnecting to the network. So if it's not working, give that a go. If you don't have a paperclip, don't worry about it. Most of the places that sell SIM cards will also be able to do that for you. But you know, when you wanna switch your card back, it might be helpful to have a paperclip. <laughs> I do have a side note though. So short story time is that you need to be careful about leaving the country that you bought your SIM card in and then coming back. So for me, I was in Italy and I bought a phone plan on a SIM card that was supposed to last me like two or three months and it was supposed to still work in France, but it wasn't going to work in Monaco. So I went to France, everything was working. And then I took a day trip to Monaco and my phone stopped working because I wasn't covered on that SIM card plan. I wasn't worried about it. I just enjoyed my day in Monaco. And then when I came back to France, I thought that my SIM card would start working again, but actually the whole thing just failed. And I had just bought that SIM card, I think a week earlier, and I already paid for two months and it just wasn't working anymore. I tried calling the provider, 
and messaging the provider all in Italian and it did not work. There's also no physical store near me that was the same provider of the SIM card that I had just bought in Italy. So I couldn't go to a physical store and talk to them. So yeah, I ended up just losing my money on that and I had to go buy another SIM card in France later. So just a word of warning, if you're not covered in a country, be careful about going there and then trying to come back. All that to say, SIM cards are probably the most popular and most common way that travelers use to still have access to their phone. It's the tried and true method. However, I have heard that the newest iPhones do not have a capability for a physical SIM card anymore. So this brings me to my next point, which is your third option while you're abroad, is that you can use what's called an eSIM. And an eSIM is just a digital SIM card, basically. You do need to check if your phone is capable of using an eSIM before you go ahead and get one. For example, the older phones like mine, I have an iPhone 10, are not compatible. But any phone that you have past like an iPhone XS, I don't know about Androids, it works the same as a regular SIM card. So you can choose if you want calling, texting, data, or just data, which is what I usually get. And then you can buy an eSIM through an eSIM application or online from a web store. Or I have heard that some wireless carriers do sell them as well. So I think T-Mobile has their own eSIM that you can buy. I've never personally used one, but I am interested in trying the app Aerolo. So if anyone has tried that and liked it, please let me know. And then lastly, your last option is to get an international cell phone plan from your provider in the United States. This is definitely the most expensive option. And I've seen some plans that cost as much as like $10 a day. If that makes the most sense to you though, then you should go for it. But it's a little more expensive than just getting a regular SIM card. Okay, that is all my advice for today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends, like, comment, subscribe, please rate the podcast five stars, and send me any travel questions that you may have. Thank you for listening. Bye!